Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Erin Pym, and I'm the producer of the theatrical variety show, The Bedpost Sex Show. Here at the podcast, I invite guests and performers from the stage show and beyond to indulge me in a more in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality. And this week, we have comedic performer Paul Hutchison. Hello, Erin. <laughs> I'm like, I just, I feel an immediate, like, warmth to it. Well, yeah, it, it, you as well, right? Remember when I thought you were a guy, too, when we first got the... Hi, Eric. Yeah, I'd love I was, to I do your show. I Eric, right? And I was like, and I had your whole picture, and then I was like, where is Eric? And I was like, oh, I've totally... <laughs> That's great. Because Adrian Fish recommended you to yes, me. Yes, she did. She I had was to... on a show of hers last night, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. She's worked... amazing. She's a lovely, yeah, lovely LGBT yeah. comedian. It's so funny. I met her, um, we used to work together in a restaurant. Okay. Like 12 years ago, maybe. Wow. That's where I met. And Angela worked there, too, her partner, Angela. Wow. Uh, and they are just the goofiest goofball goofs. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't believe. They're just so much fun. They're like, the yeah. stupidest. <laughs> I say that with all the love. The love in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just the stupidest. This is the dumbest. Yeah. Yeah. So, Paul, you uh, did Bedpost a couple months ago. I did, and it was a great show. Oh. That show was great. I don't know if that's the, thank you. the way they that usually the go, but my God, I was so impressed. Oh my gosh, thank well, you. Well, it was nice to see a show. Like, a lot of times when I, I, I'm performing comedy, it's a lot of, you know, stand-up. So, it's a lot of, you know, one person getting up on a mic. And uh, I'm kind of on, I sometimes produce cabaret shows, and I just <gasps> love that concept of like a comedian a singer a burlesque it, it just to me infuses such life into a show yeah right? i agree it's, yeah completely mm-hmm. <laughs> sometimes stand-up shows can just be so like yeah, it's a lot of the same well yeah and then comedians can be quite depressing so, yeah, right? yeah. so it's a lot of like self-loathing yeah you're all very of, very depressed right so it can be very like oh god if another one gets up you know and you are, you. I know this just because you spoke about it in your set, you were a teacher as well. A yes, sub- substitute so teacher. a substitute teacher. Yeah. I used to teach full time yeah. um, and then realized like if I wanted also a career in the arts, I just couldn't, like you just can't read, you know, 60 shitty Romeo and Juliet essays and then write your own material. Like, you, just, <laughs> you just can't. You just can't. Just physically cannot. And, uh, it's just exhausting. Like I, I, that is one thing that I'm always... Uh, when I discuss tea, it's exhausting because you always have to be the adult. Too. <laughs> Literally, I mean, it's not like yeah. a coworkers where you're the same age and you can discuss a problem and be. In high school, it's you're always the adult and always have to take on the anger and take you know, and it's that it's exhausting. So I couldn't do it and perform. One thing I definitely I know you want to talk about it as well. Sure. And I have I touch on it a lot on the podcast, but I don't know a lot about it about actually what's happening with sex ed right now. Right. Because uh, there was a big change. There was. It was mostly for elementary school, I find, though. Like, it was really? It was more kind of, um, I mean, they have new guidelines, and I think it's very open in high schools. It's, it's whether or not it's being implemented correctly ah. is what I would say, right? And I think a lot of the times we're just, we're just not giving kids enough of a tool. We give them these tools of iPhones and, and things that they can look up 
like things I Everything. could have never imagined. Like I only, we used to find it. I mean, there was an article going around on Facebook and I talk about it sometimes in my shows about finding it in the ravine. Yes. Right. Like you would just find these magazines in ravines and it would be like this glory moment and you'd be nine and you'd be ripping up this wet, damp magazine and splitting it between four people. Right. And it was this first inclination. I remember reading my first like erotic stories. Cause I got the, the section that the erotic story section and it, 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 changed my world yes right but nowadays they're not getting any kind of erotic writing they're getting the most hardcore like hardcore and just anti-women a a lot of it's so anti and it's just it's disgusting um i mean i'm sure there's some good like don't get me wrong there's a lot of great gay pornography and i'm not sure about all the straight pornography but the stuff that i've kind of had a um exposed exposed to. to even just a little bit it's just been like oh my god these kids can get this can get this like all on night. their cell phones like, on, right now like, in, right. in class like no wonder they're all so tired you know like i had to stop kids at the beginning of the year i mean it was an older class so they were 17 mm-hmm. they were on tinder on in class in class wow discussing it's like and sexting I, yeah and i was like Whoa, you know <laughs> Because, and they just kind of looked at me like I was a dinosaur because, I mean, there was 10 minutes left of the class. There wasn't really much going on, but it was still like that. This is your, this is an option you have is so crazy to me. Yeah. And that we don't teach them, like we can teach the mechanics of sex till we're blue in the face, but until you discuss the emotional scope Oh my God. Okay. That... it just really, it makes me so sad sometimes when I look out for, for both sexes too. Like I think sometimes we get so gendered and that's also a fight we need to do is stop gendering, things. Yeah, but yeah. whatever. Um, <laughs> when you see these young women and young men and you're like, you have no guide to understand how this feels or understand the words or how it's going to make you feel or that if this has happened, it's okay. Or that other people have gone through it or because that's really when I look at it, I just think oh, how much bad sex is happening. So much. And sex they don't understand and that they've they've gotten there from porn. Like, so the, the, the expectations are so out of our scope. And, you know, like when we yeah. were like, you might get a little bit of a porn. It wasn't until I was like 18, 19, you know, that mm-hmm. I saw a full on. Porno- you know, pornography. But, but nowadays it's just such a, we're not giving them the tools they need to be engaged fully sexually yeah which also includes your mind yes right that is such a huge thing for me because for me I had sex very early Mm. and you know and not the greatest decision like you know I'm not I don't regret anything but because it made me the person I am today but one thing that I wish I could have learned about was exactly what you're saying the emotional side Mm. of it like yeah, how it feels. Yes, and not feeling so isolated because that's also the problem is it's never... It always amazes me too that we can't get up and say, okay, I realize some of you have had sex. Right. Or some of you... like So, so you relieve the guilt as well because when you only talk about it in terms of like you shouldn't or this is how it should oh, yeah, go. Yeah, very sex negative. You're, yeah, you're also disconnecting from... The pleasure that, side of it. Well, and the pleasure and also the the side that people don't understand what they've done. Like, they don't understand about oral sex, you know? So when they they just don't have the, um, the tools to understand it, Ugh. I think, yeah. Yeah, and for me, I, like, when I think back of why I made that decision, I'm like, because I wanted... I so badly wanted to be accepted mm-hmm. and to feel love mm-hmm. and to feel wanted. And, and that pressure is huge at that age, yeah. like especially at, 
like even I was quite asexual in high school because I just decided, like I didn't think I was even gay or any. It was just a, I just became non-sexual. I just, I figured I'm just going to be nice to everyone. Uh, I have a nice family. I'm white. I have no reason to complain. So let's just be nice to everyone and and not worry about it and just get drunk and not, you know. <laughs> Pass out before anything can happen that Before way. I can think of anything. But anything I remember being sensitive. at parties and just having that, like, not even... It's sad that I didn't have the understanding to even reach out to young women after or before. That I thought maybe something wrong had occurred or things maybe got out of hand or... Uh, and I noticed so many people at parties and stuff like that just making so many wrong decisions because of alcohol and because of pressure. Yeah. But on Monday morning, no one ever... Talked about so it. So then all of a sudden it's swept under the carpet and all these rumors and that's when it gets evil and mean. The and fallout. Slut. The fallout is atrocious yeah. in high school. I especially still that. for... Yeah. And it's... The slut shaming still oh, is it's just... Crazy it's crazy. Yeah. It makes me... So angry, so angry. Too, I know I'm right with Because I have such a hard time with, you know, I just have a hard time with that. Yeah, because we're all at that age and always, really, we're all so multifaceted. We're all feeling all these different things. Mm-hmm. We all feel conflicted. We're all we have feeling... no idea who's past is who and who's been abused and who, yes. you know, like it's also, there's a whole other scope of why people do the things they do, yeah, right? And, sure. to, and also teach... Boys about, you know, still a lot of them, not all, of course, but like that, that chauvinistic, like that pig mentality that's still present too of treating women poorly, right? And that that's okay. If, if she's been used once, she can get used to get like that kind of thing is just so angry too, right? And and especially because when I did begin in my twenties, I did become quite, I mean, when you kick down that door, you kick it down (laughs) pretty hard. Um... (laughs) And, and I remember being called a slut a couple of times in my base. And I mean, I don't really mind being called a slut if it's, you call me a slut. Hey, slut. Like, I'm okay with that. You call me a slut and I have issues with that. Yeah. And I remember coming out of a bar once. And Context some, is everything. Yeah. And some guy was like, I heard him, you know, say so I could hear, oh, that guy's just a slut. And I turned around and I said, that's Mr. Slut to you. Nice. Because it was just like, you're not, and this is the gay community let alone if I was a woman yeah. in the straight community yeah, like it's man saying that to a woman yeah, yeah. like it's like, like it's oh chilling. yeah like it's, what is we're and we're still here yeah like, that we're still that was I think was most depressing about the I mean it's all depressing <laughs> the election I know you know just started. that like wow like I yeah there I is always a, know there was a hatred for women and I always and tried minorities. to, and, but the, the, but that one, I, with the minorities, it's, it's, I knew that was still prevalent, but with women, I didn't know it was quite still so prevalent. Like I yeah. thought we had made quite a bit of progress and yeah. that was so depressing. And like to go into a school the next day and kind of look at these kids and just think, you guys are fucked. Wow. Sorry. Like, sorry, we haven't done enough work on this, obviously. Yeah. That this is that a, a man who's the leader of I can say grab your pussy, like, yeah. What yeah. and not apologize for yeah, it? Like never. If yeah. he had even at all said, "Oh my, I'm so disgraced and I feel horrible about this," and I felt whole different. You story know what I mean? I was happened. on drugs. Anything. Say anything. Say anything. Say anything. But to almost justify it and think like, girl. So crazy. <laughs> so depressing. Ugh. 
<laughs> yeah, and uh, to go back to, yeah, pornography, mm-hmm. like, so everyone is looking at that and it being informed, young people, mm-hmm. being informed by what they're seeing. Yes. Because modern porn, which as we're saying this, like, hyper-aggressive, yes. like, like, every porn now has a forced blowjob. Like, yes. I'm a porn watcher. I enjoy porn and I love sex workers and yeah. I indulge in their work and... Right. I'm very pro-porn, but... It's like any kind of media. Like, there's movies... There's numerous movies that I hate. Sure. Right? Yes, that that yeah, are yeah. abusive. And, and with the porn, it, it, it's just so much more in your face. You can see it. And even when, like... Like, I do the odd time watch an aggressive type of a video, but I'm always not... I'm just talking about... Like, not even talking about the porn actors at this point. Just talking about a viewer. Right. I'm not always... I'm not always looking for that. And most of the time I'm not looking for that. And it's actually like, this is me the other day trying to find a just like a soft, lovely anal play video. That's what I was in the mood for. I wanted like a girl just touching another girl's butt. Like that's all I wanted. And I was on the computer for like a fucking hour trying to not, trying to like not find just these insane like forced blowjobs yeah, and like yeah. just crazy and the young like uh what was it Rashida, <sighs> Rashida Jones yes um, that documentary yeah, uh, what's that it called? I was just like oh my god I've seen they... a lot of documentaries about porn but that one really touched the, me oh me that too. one really hit me I just me. felt like and they're so manipulated these people are so evil and and even just to see like that the man is like 55 and she is like barely 18 and it's just like and they don't realize what they're getting themselves into and they're promised of all this money that's not occurring and then and then that that shows through on the film yeah so i guess that's what they're looking for but it's so sad isn't it terrible that 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 might be what they're looking for it must be because how else would they even formulate or try to trick these young women Mm -hmm. in and then their treatment is just so horrific, and it's yeah. Now wow. from that from that documentary, now every time I see a forced blowjob, I essentially am thinking because that's the most chilling part of that documentary for me is that the girl is throwing up. Yes. Oh. The girl oh, is throwing up almost oh, every time oh, she's giving, oh, unless she. Yeah, yeah is one of those people that doesn't have a gag reflex at all, which is not the majority of porn performers or women in general. She's throwing up off camera when that stuff's, and that even right now, like that, it, it, that is like, Oh, it just makes you feel sick. And it's also just that again, when you, you realize what they're putting out there, for young boys to see. Yeah, and then now a whole generation of young men and women are being informed yes. by this. And thinking this is what taught. they need to do or being taught. Like, yeah, like this is their sex education tool. Yes, exactly. This is what they're looking at. Yes, and that we have to give them an understanding that that's not that's the way not life should sex. be. That's it's not, not sex. like It's not good sex. No. It's not healthy sex. Because there yeah. are some videos. Like, I remember I worked in a video store for years that had a large adult. In an section. adult. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not an adult. It was like it, it was it was 724 in Parkdale. It was a great video store. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I could take videos home. So a lot sure. of times I would take. And, like, there were some hardcore that was great. Like, I remember Rocco Zifarelli, his name was. Okay. And it, it was very hardcore. But the performers seemed to all be on board. Board, there was a confidence in their performance. And I'm not saying everyone. Yeah, you can feel true, it. You can you feel. But you can feel it when it's the it, consent when it's not and making the... me want to retch, right? And I, 
and it really it was just like wow I couldn't believe how much of it was um anal based too yeah it's all anal I was always there's a dp in every fucking porn now yeah and it was just like wow we're so but yet we can't talk about the anus I know yeah 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 yet weird we can barely talk about the vagina Mm -hmm. and yet anus is but always so it's almost like they want to keep it underground so that it's like, is this what curiosity, is this what, when you don't talk about something, this is... This is what happens? This is oh what happens. Oh my God, we better it, it start talking. It becomes this total taboo, weird uh, thing. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very odd. I can't believe that even saying the word anus makes me so kind of go, oh God. Oh God, I'm <laughs> saying know? it. And I'm a 43 year old gay man. <laughs> like, I can imagine what, you know. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm a big advocate for for anal pleasure. Actually, right at the last bedpost, um, Kim Sedgwick from the Red Tent Sisters, who's right. she's now a certified sex educator, which is great, nice. and she did a lecture all on anal pleasure. Um, and actually, two sketch comedians who are ladies um, performing that evening as well, and they were just asking about the lineup, and I was like, oh, Kim is going to talk about anal pleasure, and she's like, ugh. And I was like, I was like, what's that? What's the, what's, how, what happened there? Right, What right. happened there with you? And she's like, oh, I'm just, I just, I'm over it. I just, like it, it touched her in a bad way. Wow. You know? And not that she said, oh, I don't want to be around or anything no, no, like that. No. But just when I said that, I saw a bit of uncomfortability there. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, okay, what's this? Let's, let's talk about it. And, and I shared my experience that um, when I realized that anal play, anal sex, like the anal sex meaning everything we do with for pleasure with butts, um, not just thrusting yeah. penis. Yeah, oh yeah, because we're not butt. taught anything. No, because we're, we're not like, taught anything. Like, nothing. Nothing. And like, once I realized that anal sex didn't have to be a penis thrusting exactly. into a butt and getting in there in like 30 seconds too. once i realized yeah. it didn't have to be the, the end game right yes exactly then i was able to be like oh it's pleasurable okay. it's really yeah. pleasurable yes. and lovely yes and like my favorite part of sex now right wow when i realized that that didn't have to be the end game right this pornographic yes, anal sex that's all they show like they never show, they show a loving no and the thing <laughs> and, and like it's so funny yeah to me even just me looking the other day my favorite thing to see in a video is like manual stimulation on a butt i mm, love that that's yeah, like yeah. my jam wow, okay and it's you. very hard to find that <laughs> oh, it I is bet. and like some gay porn i bet you perhaps could. Like yeah, male, yeah male on male yeah and sure. a female two females as well right okay. um <laughs> just because i don't know like a like a a um a porn title just popped up in my head that I saw the other day. And it was like, anal fisting is a part of lesbian sex. That's what the title of the videos go. Anyway, I want to do a sketch just on the guy that comes up with the titles of porn videos. But anyway. Uh, no wonder. <laughs> um, but that's so hard to find. Like, I want to find oh, this yeah, foreplay, so even though I don't like, I don't even like the word foreplay anymore because it's all it's, sex. Yeah, it's I all agree. Sex, okay? I completely agree. And I like that kind of manual stimulation part. And like, it's so hard to find. And like, it'll happen for like 15 seconds. And I, I swear to God, I will rewind and watch that 15 <laughs> seconds as many times as it takes. Okay. Like, 
Because, like, <laughs> it's really hard to find. Oh, it is. Because very hard. it's just strikes the anal sex. Right. And, and, that, well, and once it's there, I'm like, when I'm watching a porn, I'm right. talking about, like, I'm no longer interested. I right, want right, to see right. that, like, yeah, first before. part. Before. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That's true. <laughs> it just and doesn't so many exist. straight men still are, like, it's such a weird thing with straight men, Oh, too, yeah, yeah, where, yeah, yeah. Like, so many of them, you even mention it, like, and they just get so uptight. Yeah. But, but realize when I know so many of my girlfriends talk about pegging. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. It's such a weird, like, it's so shameful, yet so many Very of them shameful. do it. Yeah. Yet, and it's always that kind of, like, I'll never forget being in Australia. I was I traveled on my own in my early 20s, and I was waiting to get picked up by this hostel, and they were late. And this guy was in the parking lot, and he asked me to go into his car. I was like, sure. Have some fun for half an hour. Yeah, you got to have fun. And uh, he wanted to have anal sex in the car. And, of course, he wanted to just do it to me. And I was, like, not comfortable with that. You know what I mean? I've been traveling all day. I was like, no, that's not, not going to happen. Not the I'm looking for right now. But yeah. he kept asking for it. And so I said, you know what? Well, you first. <laughs> yeah, no and fucking we'll, kidding. And then we'll be And good. then we'll talk. And he looked at me, and he, he just got this ashen look, and he was so offended that I asked him. And I was just like, what is your problem? And he said, well, yeah, well, my friend does that sometimes. He goes, he goes I don't want to end up like a woman and keep begging for it. Wow. And that was when I was like, I remember I just was like, oh, that was the first time that I actually realized the hatred of women. Yeah. That was the, my click, like my moment of I should have realized it earlier. But it was that, oh, wow, that you equate what are you talking about that it's and it was so sad for me and I, of course was just like <laughs> bye okay bye you probably still live with your mom don't you you know and he probably did right which is also a weird you know you hate women so much yet you're but your mom your is the most precious like yeah. it's it's and just that equation of weakness with mm. being penetrated Mm. is still so prevalent yeah even in the queer community I'm always amazed how people identify like so like the clearly top, as top, top bottom. and bottom. Yeah. And I understand if you're doing one night hookups or, you know, grind, like, and you, that's what you feel like, or that's yeah. what you present for that night. Fine. Then you need to know. Of course. But for me, I've never, I've, the only reason I was supposed to top for you is because I was too scared mm. of, of disease and like the other, like I'd been brainwashed to think. So it was that, but I never thought in a full time or long term relationship that it, I would never, I could never be with anyone that wasn't versatile. Yeah, or yeah. That, but you meet these people like, no, only top, everyone only top, never gonna bottom. And it's like, how are you... How do you expect... Yeah. Well, and how do you expect to be a good top if you don't know how to be a good bottom? Oh, yeah. Like, I've never... Like, yeah, you can watch and you can learn, but I still don't believe... You don't know what it's like to be You're fucked. totally... Yeah. And, oh, my God, that that's so funny. Yeah, I, I had this conversation a long time ago, but I just thought of it. Um some cis man kind of just said a comment and wasn't an offensive or even right. really negative intended comment. They just said, right. oh, oh, girls love giving head. And I was like, okay, I see that <laughs> maybe you've had a lot of enthusiastic blowjobs, but to just make that blanket statement, like, first of all, no, a lot of girls don't no. like giving head. A lot yeah. of people don't yeah. like well, and giving that's the head. Thing too. It's, that, it's that gendering of it. It's the gendering, yeah. A lot of yeah. people love giving head. A lot and of the other don't. thing is it was coming from a person who had never given head to a penis. <laughs> and I was like, you don't know all the layers. You don't know all the things that can be going through your head while you are giving head. Like, there's, it's such <laughs> a layered a great, act. 
Yeah, it's a good quote, a good takeaway quote, good soundbite. But it's such a, as with anything where you're being fucked, it's, there's so much there that until you have done it, you probably shouldn't be saying everyone loves to do it. You probably shouldn't be talking about it. And it is also that weird thing too, where I've, there was also that moment too in your life where you have those stepping stones with sex and it was like feeling very powerful giving oral sure yeah, yeah and yeah. having that much more powerful than being than receiving than receiving right to have that power over someone's yeah uh, pleasure oh, i right? totally get what they were getting at like girl you know like and some me, might me, have but sure yeah and but just me personally talking about my personal experience yeah it feels sexy to me and i feel as you're saying kind of empowered mm-hmm. and you kind of you, but that's me who took years to get to that, that is too, me talking right? about, yes exactly and like kind of the power thing that's going on while i'm doing it and i like yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So I found that very interesting. Uh, Paul, we are like at break time. <laughs> <laughs> I have a feeling we could probably go on all And we will. We'll go on more <laughs> after the break. Everyone, this is Paul Hutchison. We'll be right back. This episode has been brought to you by the worker owners of Come As You Are. Come As You Are has the peculiar distinction of being the world's only worker-owned cooperative sex shop. With its feminist and anti-capitalist values, Come As You Are only carries sexuality products that they truly believe in at the lowest price possible. Enter coupon code BEDPOST when you check out at comeasyouare.com to receive a 15% discount. And don't forget that shipping on orders over $50 is free in Canada. So that's B-E-D-P-O-S-T when you visit comeasyouare.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. We're back with Paul Hutchison. <laughs> yes, we <are. laughs> yeah, we certainly are. Uh, one thing, um, do you want to talk about like your coming out process or or gay culture? Uh, so, does sure. I any mean, of that strike you? I think you? what we were talking about before, I just became asexual for a number right. of Right. Okay. Yeah. So um, continue along so that So it's just line. like I just, I mean, I fooled around with a few women, tested it out. You know what I tested mean? And it was never, it was never bad or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so the asexual part of your life, was that any sort of like denial happening or? I'm sure in part or, for sure, but it was, was, it was for me the safest way to, to get out of high school. Right. Right. And and I went to a very lovely high school. It was very small. Um, everyone was very sweet. Um, but again, it just wasn't gay. Wasn't it? Just wasn't an option. Wasn't in the lexicon. Right? It just wasn't even. Or I mean, I was in a Catholic school, and I guess, guess we were a very liberal Catholic school. So it wasn't like I was taught gays go to hell or hey, I mean, I mean, but still, the but still, intonation was that gays weren't good. Like that, that wasn't a positive thing to say, and that they were all dying. Yes. And when I was going to high school, so oh I was God. so scared of sex. Like, I just thought, you got it from any, like, anything for a while, right? Wow. So it wasn't until university that I actually, and again, it was quite a slow process to me, too, because I like, I'm that kind of person. I think it was from being asexual. I remember watching a lot. So I watched a lot of the mistakes my, like friends made? Yeah, or just even the whole high school community at parties and stuff. I would oh. sit back and watch and be like... Oh, no, 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 don't do that. Oh, my God, don't... You expect me, boy... No! Like, you just have fun with that, boy. You don't... Don't expect him to call the next... Like, so it was really an interesting... Okay. You know, I think one of the biggest kind of 
misconceptions I had was I, for a lot of years, even when I first came out, I thought, I kept telling myself that growing up gay wasn't that much different. I don't know why. I think it, must, it might have made me feel better or something like that. <laughs> you just kept um, telling yourself that. <laughs> yeah, but then realizing later that no, actually, it was. It is a huge difference, a huge right? Deal. In how your your self esteem is played, and um, so it wasn't until university that I actually uh, I had a friend in residence named uh, Scott, and I'll never forget going into his room, and we had very small rooms in university. We're sharing with one other person. Mm-hmm. They've got like fucking luxury rooms in universities now. <laughs> uh, but I remember walking into his room, and and he had pictures like Keith Haring oh, pictures yeah. up with penis, and it was the whole Herb Ritz, Calvin Klein campaign. So we had all these male half, male and I models, was just like yeah. mesmerized that it, that someone would be that confident yeah. to do that. Like, I had no idea that someone would ever think to do that with a whole bunch of straight men on the floor and he had a little bit of problems but nothing too major but he laughed after first year of course he was like fuck this place (laughs) he knew uh he knew (laughs) and he moved to toronto and so he had a really great friend uh well we were both mutual friends with and i would get jump in her car and we'd because we were in windsor we were taking a drama education so we'd drive like four hours on a friday to hit um, and he didn't even, he never made any assumptions about me or anything. He, we just were friends, right? So there was never that pressure either where he tried to get me into, but he was like, we're going to this club though. Like you can either come or not, but we're going. <laughs> Good choice. And I remember, I'll never forget. I even, I do have a story that I do about it, but we went to a uh, bar called Club Colby's and it was um, the first gay bar I'd ever been to. Mm-hmm. And I was still so ignorant. I just had never been. I honestly thought I was like, <laughs> oh, well, you know, there's going to be like maximum 50. <laughs> like, the okay, how many gay people are there? Like, are there? I honestly had no... I thought there was maybe three in London, Ontario, where I grew up. <laughs> so maybe those three moved to Toronto. And maybe some... Like, I honestly... And then all of a sudden, we got to this Club Colby's. And vibrant I was like, community. <gasps> like, there was a huge lineup. And I remember just walking in and just being so relieved, in a way. Like, I had no idea... Like not, and I remember just being amazed at the different shapes and ethnicities and the ages spectrum, and the, the spectrum yeah. of just like being like, oh my god, this is amazing! <laughs> and then to slow dance with a man for the very first time was I'm, just like, like alter Like I just and I'll never forget it. With like, because I don't do slow songs anymore. I'm like so pissed off. Like, yeah, yeah they oh, don't. Why the fuck did they get rid of that? I yeah. thought that was such an integral part of a club experience is at the end of the night to understand that person you've been looking at all night or to see how they smell or to see, you know, or yeah. just to even get that human contact, contact. That closeness. Yeah. That is just, but it's, it's not based in sex generally to start with. It's based in just a, a warmth or whatever. And it was Cheryl yeah. Crow's uh, strong enough. You know yes, that song? Yes. And this guy asked me to dance. And I remember just being like, <laughs> like I couldn't even breathe. And I was like, <laughs> I had no idea what to do. I didn't know where, where do you put your fucking arms? Yeah, yeah. You know? And he kind of guided me. And I remember him looking at me a little bit like, Ooh, this is a fucking nut job that I've chosen. <laughs> but then as the song went on and our cheek like stubble to stuff, and it was just that was lovely, just like, like, Oh, okay. Oh, you're, I get you're it. for sure. <laughs> um, and then moved to Toronto after that. So went back to university and I had a couple of friends there. We, you know, we dabble out because in a lot of ways it, it was kind of fun in the beginning to keep it hidden. Yeah. Like it was yeah. like a secret yeah. club. I'd go back secret. home to London, yeah. Ontario and I was like, oh, there's gay clubs here. Oh, and they, it, back at that time it was like the, 
like there was colors on the wall, like the flag and you went up and it wasn't really, so it felt like a really underground type of rebellion. Yeah. Like it was amazing. Mm -hmm. Right. So I started doing that in Windsor and then after my degree, I moved right to Toronto and that's Mm -hmm. where it was like, kick down that door. Right. (laughs) Kick down that door. But again, when you're, when you're given no education, I also found, I mean, I think a lot of, it doesn't matter what your sexuality is, but that confusing time of never being, so you didn't really understand how to relate. So, mm-hmm. on, but only through sex. Mm-hmm. Right. I remember the first three men I asked out on dates all said no. Yeah. And I remember just being like, well, guess I'm just going to be a one night stand kind of guy. <laughs> Let's get so hammered. I don't know. You know, waking up yeah. and being like, oh, we're, you know, yeah. and being and also, I don't... you didn't really want to be with, but you, mm. cause you'd had drinks. It was, it was an interesting Time. time. Lots of fun. Interesting time. I'm very glad it's over. Yeah. And yeah. I don't, and I mean, uh, as lo- as far as you're saying, kind of figuring it out, no matter what sexuality you are, by saying, uh, when you're saying you're having asexual time throughout high school, I don't mean to, uh, by me asking if you were kind of in denial or right. in some way, I don't mean to infer that asexuality isn't a valid right right choice choice or or not even or not a choice yes exactly it's a valid way to be yes yeah and it's not a transitional you know for some people it is it's just the way a lot of people it isn't a transitional thing and that's that's just the way and i was still sexual Mm -hmm. on my own yeah yeah right in terms of like i presented as asexual i should you know it's not that i was i presented it well even under asexual i don't know tons about it but i know even under that uh, label, there's a spectrum right? as well, where right. some people masturbate, some people don't. Right, right. You know, some people only feel kind of romantic feelings and right. not sexual feelings right, with right, other right. people, and some don't feel either. You know, it's just amazing. There's so it? much. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sexuality yeah. is just, I'm always constantly amazed by it. Me too. Like, That's why constantly. I do this. Like, yeah, yeah, I just love yeah. it. I just think it's. It's something that needs, because I, I'll remember to forget being so uh, disheartened one day. I remember I had gotten off work early and I got home and I turned on, I don't normally t- watch television, but I turned it on and it was like probably three o'clock in the afternoon and there was a CSI playing mm-hmm. and this detective goes into the back of this huge truck or whatever. And it's like a f- freezer, I guess. And all these women are hanging on hooks. <laughs> and I was just like, wow. this, it made me so angry to think that this is acceptable for a kid but to two, watch on regular television yeah, but two men, men but two hooks. men being intimate with each other is yeah, not or even showing a vagina yeah like so we can do all this serial killer stuff we can have csi out the ass we can we can have special victims unit yeah, which like, is about sex crimes exactly. and sex violence and it's usually always about toward women yeah. it's always or a black widow of course because the women are always fucking evil no yeah. matter what way we go and it's just like, I was so But not hot sex positive images. Yeah. And it was just like, so we can't talk about that, but you can let your child watch about a serial killer. Like it just. I watched some documentary on censorship that talked about this, how in Europe it's kind of, um, kind of the opposite yes. where it's more censored on violence, but sex, it's like anything yes. goes, you can see anything. But in North America, it's the flip the, flop oh, where it's, it's violence. You can opposite. get everything violence yes. wise and have no problems. But yeah. And in, I think boys don't cry. Maybe, uh, like w- this is just the one thing that stuck out to me in the documentary is after, um, Hillary Swank went down on Chloe Savaney. She ca- was coming up and she just wiped her lip. Oh, right. Uh, and that got censored. That got taken out. It's just like, 
her wiping her. Yeah, head. like what are you talking about? And all these videos. But but the end things. is her being raped. Right. Oh, and, that, and yes, that's fine. Exactly. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. And oh. her getting shot in the head. head. And you that, can do that cr- graphic. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, that's fine. But earlier oh in the movie, God, her just wiping is... her lips oh. as she's coming up. It's so aggravating. It's insane. Yes, and that we're still. Like, I could see the time where, what, like, but now it's getting to the point where I'm just like, wow. We give all these, like, at one school I'm at, like, I work in the library sometimes, and, like, we're told, like, at lunch to kind of watch them on the computers, because a lot of the students are playing killing games. Yeah. Right? And it's like, it's like, wow. So, we're letting them simulate <laughs> killing. Like, in this Grand Theft Auto, I remember sitting in a class once. Oh, yeah, event, that, that There was game 10 is minutes insane. left in, in class, so I was kind of letting them do whatever. And hearing this boy talk about it, I was, I had to tell him to stop, and I didn't want to hear it, because it was just like, yeah, like, you can kill hookers. Yes, you, you can. can yeah. Decapitate. You can kill whoever the fuck you want. You can. And I was just like, what? Are you talking? Like, I was, because I'm just so not a bit, like, you yeah. give me a full-size pinball machine <laughs> or a Miss Pac-Man, I'm happy. I have no want to sit on a fucking couch. And, and I mean, to each their own, I was like, yeah. I was like, but this is what the you like, they're spending hours doing this. Yeah, and you can't tell me that's not informing them. Or affecting them. Because people are always like, oh, it doesn't affect... No, it doesn't mean that they're going to go out and kill, but However, does it make them numb to it? Yeah. That And that's what the porn, I think, does in that extreme... Like, we're allowed to show extreme violence, so that's going to make them numb and uneducated. When you show them this mind-numbing porn, it also makes them mm-hmm. numb and uninformed, and it's just weird <laughs> have you seen don juan the movie don juan is that with johnny depp no it's a with uh joseph gordon levitt no and scarlett johansson i can see the yes, box but yes yes yeah no, yeah, yeah. and it's about it. a porn addiction yeah uh, and it's is a, it good it's a really good movie oh, okay. it's about um essentially no spoilers but um it's essentially a guy that's addicted to porn um and can't climax with the person right. you know really and doesn't wow. and obviously has no idea how to actually have yes. give a woman pleasure some pleasurable sex just yes. no idea and it, just his struggle with that and then his struggle to kind of get off of the porn like wean off of the porn right. and have a real meaningful human connection with someone wow and i bet that's such a because even it's now really like movie. i'm s- like, I couldn't imagine growing up in this generation of, um, I mean, I sound so old when I say that, but it's just that, like, even on my phone, I don't want internet. Like, yeah. I don't want the option of grinder and stuff like that because it would become an addiction for me. Yeah. I'm in a very addictive personality, personality. And so I don't, so I can't even imagine growing up now. And, like, my friend was showing me because I've never even really been on it. Mm-hmm. And he was showing me the other day and it was just like, oh my, oh, what? Huh? <laughs> like, five steps away. Like, one street away. Yeah. Like, like whoa. Is he and behind just, me? Where is he? Yeah, like, like an immediate, like that gratification is so immediate. You don't have mm-hmm. to work at it or understand it. Because for me, a lot of it's about the energy. You can have the most beautiful body in the world, but if you suck, you suck. And that's why I was never really interested in internet hookups in a lot of ways, because I always found them so disappointing. Yeah, because... I found you, everyone lied. Yes. Everyone... And, and it doesn't translate from you chatting, you no. know, online and then meeting a person. Exactly. And that's yeah. why I kind of didn't see like... It's not the same thing. No, it's not at all. And that energy is what, to me, makes sex. I can go with many different types yeah. if the energy's right. And I feel like I'm being respected and vice versa, yeah. right? But this tint, like, I couldn't 
I just couldn't imagine doing it. Like I've had to forcibly not have internet on my phone. Cause I'm just like, I don't, cause I am in a relationship, like, you know, and my man and I were monogamish as well. Right. Um, no, it's okay. Uh, I say, we say monogamish. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly uh, what we but say. But it's that I just couldn't imagine cause he's much more, you know, he together, you, you know what I mean? It's not this, whereas I'm more like, Rah! right. Where, and I, you know, cause I think once you break, I think I was the, always very sexual to it, but didn't oh, yeah. realize it even as a child. I yeah. remember being, and being shameful of it though. Every sure. Time. Cause, but of course the violence was always fine. Fine. You know what I mean? It was, you were supposed to, you know, punch each other once in a while. Right? Yeah. Especially as a boy. Yes. Right. Oh, which I always found so Just bred masculinity. Yeah. Just crazy. There's another great documentary, um, called the mask we wear, I believe. Okay. And it's all about masculinity. Um, right. Uh, breeding this hyper masculinity in mm-hmm. young men. So it's like interviewing a bunch of, um, like coaches, right. like el- elementary school coaches right, and right. high school coaches and like teachers and stuff like this. And yeah. therapists for young yeah. young men. And even how we speak about body parts, I'm, I'm really <laughs> trying to get into my head, like, not even to use them as negatives. You know, even asshole. Right, Like, right. you're an asshole, you're yeah. an asshole. Like, that was one of my favorite things, things to, to say. say, right? <laughs> Just in general, yeah. But now I'm trying to think, well, no, because well, no, that, that you know, I had a struggle a even getting to know that part of myself. Yeah. So why am I constantly debasing it right and even yeah. this pussy thing too i remember oh yeah well, on facebook pussy. it was sure. like henry rollins or whatever who I, whatever never really had issue with but was talking about it and calling almost that he that trump was a pussy and was he on his peer and it was like wow. when my friend tonio oh. deborah who's a great performer in new york was like called it out and was just kind of like can we stop it can we stop, can we stop with... using this word as such a negative yeah like why is the association weakness and patheticness you know what vagina, like I'm always amazed when I see a pregnant woman, what a vagina is capable, capable of, of is yeah. stunning a fucking... and should always be celebrated and worshipped and, <laughs> All you rest. know, like yeah. why yeah. are we still here where the worst Words, thing you can do pussy. for a boy it's is to throw like a girl or you're acting like a girl mm-hmm. or you're effeminate, right? Yeah. That was always yeah. the big, remember doing things and, you know, being excited and then being so, oh no, yeah, I was too feminine there. Like constantly watching. Adjusting adjusting to my situation mm-hmm. right which was always so pathetic and you, i mean but you had to to kind of try to get by yeah yeah getting through school is like mm-hmm. and it is <laughs> just I, get through you know, it. sometimes anything it you got to do right? to get through it yes exactly do um, you ever see like students that you're teaching struggling or yes oh for sure yeah um but at least they have some form of role model now or yes. something like that is one good thing about the internet too right like is that they can you know, there's chat groups and whatever. They can join so many different groups or read so much, right? And immediate, too. So if they yeah. have a question, it can be answered. Yes. Um, about sex or about... Yes. And, and and I am finding... Or about sexuality. Yes. And the kids... Like, I mean, I go to... Generally, I go to schools that are predominantly pretty liberal. So there's not a lot of issue there. Or if there are, they get called out quite quickly on mm. it. So that there's enough kids in the class educated or have parents or whatever that that kind of conversation can't really happen without there being some blowback um but even the other day it was amazing to you know you get schooled as a teacher sometimes and I was (laughs) talking about something not understanding if it was a man or a woman or whatever and the student kind of said oh sir that's offensive and I was like wow oh and they're like yeah the term is gender fluidity now and I was like 
I stand corrected. Wow, good. You are completely right. A plus. And I will use that from now on. <laughs> no. Like, so thank you, right? Because I. There's a lot of terms now. Yeah, yeah. Just, just in the past couple of years, yeah, I feel like the, with gender and, and that it can yeah. be so fluid and to see yeah. these kids sometimes allowed, and that's kind of I think our next big. You know, the next big to try to get rid it's of the that. gender thing. Yeah, well, even me, so I sad. I was so embarrassed. Um, though I shouldn't be, as you're saying, it's you know always learning and teachable moments, yes. right? I have started listening to a great new podcast called The Dill Dorks, mm-hmm. um, and it's hosted by two people who um, I just listened to one episode, so I wasn't the most informed about who these two people were. However, they were talking a lot about. It was a manual stimulation episode, so it was okay. like a handies uh, episode, and they both had vaginas, and we're talking about receiving manual stimulation on their clitorises and vaginas. So I uh, approached the women, just did it right there. Right, right, right. <laughs> I approached yeah, the two people, hard. the two lovely people that do this podcast, and I said, hey, gals, I would love to kind of talk to you about your podcast and I'd love to have you as a guest maybe, or, you know, I'm passionate about sex and sexuality as well. And, uh, the woman Kate got back to me and she says, yes, we would love to, uh, you know, send me the information. She's like, but FYI, Bex, my co-host does not identify as female. So when you do email us both at the Dildorks email, don't say, Hey gals. Right. Right. And I was like, Thank Fair you. Enough, yeah. Right? Thank you. Because a lot of times in our, our times, people get their back up so quickly about stuff like that. Then yeah, it, no, and they did. It doesn't become a learning moment. It becomes anger. Yeah, right? and it and wasn't. Like, she was just yeah. like, Kate was just like, just, you yes. know, when you do That's address us both, yeah. uh, just, you know, Beck's. Because um, it is about communication. Like, I've never really had a problem sometimes with people being ignorant of gay. Mm-hmm. It's the judgment they place on that ignorance that drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, if you've never you can been, yeah you cannot know technically an out gay person or you cannot know that's t- like, fine that's fine if you say you've never or if that you had assumptions because that's what you were taught in school and or, you can ask questions for, yes, that's fine and that's fine but when you say that we're all dirty or should die like, it's like <laughs> oh what God. are you talking about like how can you place so much judgment on something you know nothing about another documentary <laughs> i'm talking about this is the all documentary <laughs> episode of a bit post podcast um another is the celluloid closet oh, yeah, Whoa, i just um course, know course. what i want because keelan brought that up <laughs> in the podcast, and that's why i watched it exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah um so why but it was made in 90 like five mm-hmm. i think so what i want is like Somebody please make a part two of 95 to the present because I just eat shit up about that. Yeah, the celluloid closet is about like... And it is hard sometimes too when we do get a quality because a lot of the times like I can be, I'm quite a harsh critic of, you know, I just find a lot of the TV and everything. Like Modern Family, I don't... Oh, yeah, Like I I just like like, the uh, last thing I want to see is those two be intimate, right? And they chose them for a reason because they didn't have to be. And they're all the same rich... Like I don't give a shit that they're gay characters because I don't like them. (laughs) They're all very talented actors and as a two-hour film, I would watch that. Yeah. But I don't know why people want to see those assholes every week. (laughs) (laughs) Might have to edit that out. We're going to get hate mail. Uh, so a lot of times it's that worry too, that when you become part of the mainstream, that you, it's joining the same problems that we had before, sure, right? Instead they're, of forging they're rep- new ground, mm-hmm. it's, it's becoming, oh, we're going to be just like them. Yeah. Right. Which they're is, the representatives now. Yeah. And it's, that can be kind of hard to swallow, but that's the way it is as yeah. well. 
Paul, we're pretty much at time. Are we? Oh my God. <laughs> what a great time. Yes, that was lovely. Oh, thank you so much. Of course. Honestly. I look forward to doing your show again. Too. Yay! Oh my, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, oh my God, yes. Oh my God, yes. so fun. Do you have anything coming up that you would like to talk about? This will be aired like in December. Well, if there's anyone out... Oh, December. Early December. It'll early be December. So in January for the next three months, I will be doing a monthly show called Hutch and Friends. Great. So I host it and it's uh, five other comedic performers and that's going to be at the Steady. Mm-hmm. Where's that? Uh, just on Bloor near Ossington. Lovely. Yeah, yeah. It's a great little space. So I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the spring, hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, I'll be producing my uh, fourth solo show here called Stupefied. Yes. yes. And where will that uh, be Not happening? sure yet. Looking for TBA. a space. TBA. TBA. <laughs> looking for a cheap theater space. And what's that going to be about? Uh, so that show is uh, based on all that stupefies me. Uh, everything and, so and yeah, yeah, just life stupefies me at every turn. So. Oh, I can't wait! Yeah, I'll yeah. be there. Great, <laughs> uh, everyone. This has been Paul Hutchison. Oh my gosh, uh, and I am Aaron Pym, and this has been the Bed Post Podcast. Uh, check back often, please, because we release a new episode every Friday. And if you want to see Bed Post live, the Variety Stage Show runs at the SoCap Theater the third Friday of every month at eight. It's a great show. Oh, thank you. Um, but we're not doing one in December. So we will see you in January. And for more information on everything Bedpost, please visit us on Facebook at Bedpost Erotica or on Instagram at the Bedpost Sex Show. And lastly, the Bedpost podcast features original music by Ms. Stephanie Copeland, who can be reached on Facebook or at her website, stephcopelandmusic.com.